Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. It's my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. And I want to begin by thanking all of you for the reviews you're posting of our podcast. And here's one that was recently posted on Apple Podcasts. I've listened to your advice on and off since the 90s. Thank you for making me a millionaire in a two-teacher household. And that's from username Polly Junkie, like political junkie, I assume, on Apple Podcasts. And uh, in today's episode, speaking of junkie, we're going to talk about junk fees. And there's great news on them in a lot of categories that is coming into the marketplace where no more bait and switch. I'm going to fill you in on that. And then something freaky, good and bad uses of AI. We hear so much about AI and everybody goes straight to the dark side of that. And there is darkness there. And there's also light. And I want to talk about what you need to be aware of because a lot of people are going to be manipulating you. You got to know what to look for. Also today, we're starting our new Clarkie of the Day. At the end of the episode, you can listen, see if your Clarkie of the Day has been chosen yet. We got a lot of fun voicemails. It's really fun hearing from everyone. Well, I mean, we morph, we change, we adapt to what you ask for, what you want. And the Clarkies are part of what you've been interested in from many of you. So we're going to have it. We'll see how it goes. So... This is good news. Seems like so many things when you go to buy them, there's a trick at the end of the game, a true bait and switch where you're quoted one thing and then it comes time to pay and it's something else entirely. And we talked about junk fees on so many things. Hotels have been one of the worst of any industry, putting up just silly, silly, silly fees and you got what Ticketmaster has done, which we talked about recently, where they rip people off, where the price is this, and then the ultimate price when you check out is 50% more or whatever. Well, now, state of California has a new law that is already changing how things are working in the country. And it's just one state, but companies have to be aware and be wary of violating the new California law that doesn't eliminate junk fees and all the noise coming out of Washington won't eliminate junk fees. But what it will do is you, when you see the price, it's going to be the price. You don't have to worry that you click to purchase tickets to whatever the hot act is that you want to see in a concert or you're buying tickets to a sports event, you're buying an airline ticket, you're buying a hotel night, Whatever it is, what's going to change is the price you see is the price you pay. Now, if the provider wants to have some kind of crazy junky junk fee in it, 
then that's going to have to be disclosed up front in total. So what it's going to permit you to do is what the industry's been, all industries that have been involved with the bait and switch junk fees, is they've been trying to fight back against internet comparison shopping and using the thing of a lure of a fake low price to get you to click on their site or to buy from them or to book the room with them. And then when you go to pay, you're already lured in and you suddenly see it's much more money and you click and buy. So all this does is take the clock back. And if somebody like Ticketmaster wants to cheat you with all these add-on fees or a hotel wants to do that to you or whoever it is, they can have the ripoff fee. You're just going to know. And then you can make a much more informed decision about whether or not you will buy. Um, For those of you booking hotels, I travel a lot and I'm traveling right now more than even normal. And so I've been booking an inordinately large number of hotel rooms of late. I'm noticing now the hotel thing is is not a done deal yet. And there are hotels that are now quoting the add-ons in the prices you see at comparison sites and others that aren't yet. But I'm seeing repeatedly that the price that you look at and you think, wow, that's so good. And you click to proceed and then it's time to check out. And suddenly there's all these other crazy made up fees. And then what was a deal turns out not to be a deal. And weirdly, I'm staying at more limited service properties because in the limited service hotel area where they don't have banquet halls and all that, they don't have typically any of the fake fees, any of the fake charges. And so I'm finding that's become a safe zone for me and it will sweep industry. Once the price is truly the price again, this is going to be much easier doing that comparison shopping. All right. What industry bothers you the most with the, the ticket junk fees? ticketing? And but hotels are really annoying too. I always click on that, like all taxes and fees included when I can, but yeah, the ticketing industry is just out of control, but so well, many ticketing industry, ticket master, ticket master, yeah. ticket master. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, man, but the other ones too, even when I'm buying, if I'm buying secondhand tickets, right. I do that sometimes too. All of them do that as well. It's what's the, what's the big stub one? Hub, stub Seat hub. geek. I mean, and they're all doing the oh, same yeah. game. I mean, I've not for much longer. Yeah. Okay, we'll go to some questions. I'll go Californian for that. <laughs> Joe in Florida says, Clark, it looks like T-Mobile will be forcing people on the older, lower cost plans, their newest plans, unless they opt out. You might want to inform your listeners about this. Yeah, this is something that is shocking. I've read T-Mobile internal documents that, of course, have leaked from disgruntled employees and posted them online. T-Mobile is under a deal with the federal government to not raise rates for, I forget how many years, there was a condition for them to purchase Sprint and take us from four national competitors to three. Well, T-Mobile is just not happy at all under the price jail they're in. And so this is their latest move is on a bunch of plans that people are permanently in these lower rates. T-Mobile, without asking you, 
is migrating people to higher price plans. And I keep waiting day by day. I keep waiting for T-Mobile to blink and back down because the the wave of bad publicity that's forming is really not a good look. And so what you need to know as a T-Mobile customer is you call them and you say, you don't want to change plans. If they change your plan anyway, pay close attention to your bill. You call them and say, nope, put me back on my old bill. Now, I've read a lot of the internal training documents that have leaked, and you should see all the manipulation T-Mobile's marketing people have written for their employees to try to con you into voluntarily staying in the much higher rate plans. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. And again, at some point, T-Mobile will back down. I, I can't imagine they won't. But I just wonder what's going on internally that they came up with this anyway. Mike in Ohio says, I'm planning on flying to Spain for three weeks this January. I heard Clark mention several times on his podcast that getting through security when flying back into the U.S. can take hours. How then do I schedule our connecting flight back to Ohio from New York after we return from Barcelona? We have TSA pre-check, but it is probably too late to get the global entry. Okay, so you're coming back into JFK, and JFK, it's been a variable story by terminal, because there are different port of entry terminals. Some have had really long lines, others not as long, and it also matters time of year. January is, I think, the quietest of all 12 months for international travel to and from Europe. So I think the problems that other people have had will not be the problem for you. You already have pre-check. So once you come through and you have to go through domestic security, that should be no problem, no issue at JFK. I've gone through pre-check at JFK uh, about, I don't know, eight, 10 times this year. And I have never had longer than a 15-minute wait at pre-check. At immigration, obviously, it's quicker for people with global entry. But in January, I think you'll be fine. I'd say uh, minimum connect time to go back to Ohio, I would do is two hours. If you really want to be comfortable, do three. And why not try for global entry, especially if you have a credit card that will pay right for now. it? They put out a, the Fed's put out an alert just in the last few weeks. Don't even try right now. Really? I would think it would have slowed down now. No, they're backed up. They're backed up so far with global entry that uh, people may have several birthdays oh, before they gosh. ever get their interview right okay. now. Okay, and they stopped the mobile passport app, right? That's not... Right, but they're coming up with new stuff that's speeding things up okay. somewhat. Okay. Well, we'll nothing's just, like global entry. Okay, we'll keep on top of that and let you know if something changes. Jason in Utah says, Clark, my wife and four kiddos are headed to visit Rome, Naples, and other surrounding cities in Italy this upcoming January. Another, Another January one. to Europe. I want to go to Europe in January. We plan on renting a vehicle to help move our family, travel around Italy during our stay. I've noticed there are huge price disparities for six-seat vehicles to rent on such sites such as Kayak. Kayak shows cheaper rates from local companies and then lists some companies here. Are these local European companies reliable to rent from? Car rental reviews online for these European companies are both good and bad. Any international car renting trips would be very helpful. Okay, so Italy in particular is really interesting with the car rentals. 
Italy, more than any other country in Europe, for some reason has a lot of small local car rental agencies. And if you go read, as an example, on TripAdvisor, and you read the reviews of these smaller local Italian car rental agencies, it's not going to be a pretty picture. And yes, the rates quoted are much cheaper, but you'll read in the reviews that people post that they didn't pay anywhere near, I mean, talk about junk fees, they didn't pay anywhere near what the quoted rates were. Uh, One of the things I'm recommending, especially for Italy and for Ireland, is that you look at autoeurope.com as a source to shop and book a car rental. And you will find in Italy, there's going to be a very heavy pressure on you to take various pseudo insurance things. They'll cost you much more at the counter than if you do get the basic coverages you get from Auto Europe booking through them. But it really is funny in an Italian airport when you see the well-known Avis Hertz National that kind of stuff. And then you see all these little bitty car rental companies that no one's ever heard of. And uh, I noticed when I was in Milan recently, a lot of very unhappy people at one of those local agencies, a lot of screaming in Italian that I couldn't understand, but nobody was happy at that moment. And good luck driving in Italy. Oh, Italy's fine. Okay. Okay. Americans drive so much worse than we used to that it's not that the Italians are driving better. We're driving so much worse in most of America that Italy just feels kind of like driving in America. No turn signals, a left turn from the right lane, a right turn from the left lane, cutting people off. It's just the same. Okay. Most of the United States. Don't you, don't you agree? Well, I shouldn't say that. That was leading. It was like I was on a political mm, talk show. Okay. Would you say, mm. in your opinion, that people drive much worse today post-pandemic than they did pre-pandemic? I haven't seen that. I just th- really? I think they drove poorly anyway where we lived before. Oh, so but. maybe it's just my false perception that we've become not as good behind the wheel. Maybe so. Okay. All right. Well, coming up ahead, we're going to talk about artificial intelligence and what it's going to mean good and bad and there's some bad stuff you need to be aware of right now we're going to talk about when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. 
These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. So a number of famous actors, people in public life, have been complaining about advertisers that have used artificial intelligence to create fake thems, saying things about a product or service they're selling that just made up. And the one that got a lot of publicity recently was one involving Tom Hanks, where there was an ad, a dental ad, that was using an AI version of him to endorse and recommend and pitch their product. Can you imagine how upsetting that would be if your image was used that way? And then we're going to have a lot of stuff with having an election year next year where there's going to be all kinds of fakes out there populating social media. And that's something we've heard for a while, but I was skeptical until the war in the Middle East started recently and there's all kinds of fake videos and photos circulating on social media that are designed to inflame, infuriate, lie to people, whatever. And so we are going to have to have more of a skeptic's viewpoint when we see content. It's possible now that someone can take what I've said and twist it around however they want audio or video. They could take something that I absolutely hate, and I'm going to use a cuss word here on the podcast, but something like a variable annuity or an indexed annuity that I've trashed repeatedly. And at some point, somebody is going to manipulate what I've said, and they'll play for somebody, audio or audio and video, of me saying, you know, I've always hated index annuities, but this one is absolutely wonderful and it's different than the others. And you should really think about buying one of these from this company. I think about that. I think about how, you know, they talk about how you can spend a lifetime building a reputation and lose it in minutes or seconds or whatever, whatever that expression is, always mess up those expressions. But this is going to be a case where people's reputations that is currency in the marketplace, credibility in the marketplace, is going to be so attractive to dishonest people that there's going to be a lot of motivation to use the new technology to lie to people. And I know that's something that's going to happen with my image and my voice. I know it's going to happen. And then we're going to be explaining here on the podcast I didn't really say that. I didn't do that in that commercial for whole life insurance or <laughs> whatever. So-and-so's used car lot. Yeah. Or, yeah, pay full price for stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one would be that bold. They know that I no, wouldn't do that. No, no, no. 
or buy the most expensive extended warranty you can ever find on a television and make sure you buy the fanciest version of a television possible in the marketplace. Like I'm going to say that? Right. No, buy the rock gut cheapest TV and whatever screen size you want and do not let anybody con you into buying any of those garbage extended warranties on that TV. That's what I'd actually say. Okay. <laughs> All right. You ready? Going to want to go to some I'm, questions I'm here? All right. James in other Clark. I recently heard an episode where someone asked about lowering car insurance coverage since they have an umbrella policy. That reminded me that I still haven't found anyone that will insure me with an umbrella policy because I don't own anything. My wife and I sold everything and we travel internationally working remotely. Our net worth is over a million and we're concerned that if something happens, not having insurance could be a problem. Half of our net worth is in retirement and half is in traditional stocks and cash. Should I be worried? And if so, what companies should I reach out to? So you're sitting here with over a million dollars in uncovered assets that one liability claim could demolish. I don't know who it is you've been trying to talk to, uh, but you have what's known as an insurable need. Insurable need is where you have a clear situation that calls for insurance, and that's an underwriting standard in the insurance industry. I don't know if you have talked with what's known as an independent agent, but an independent agent is who you do want to talk to about this. Now, you brought in an additional complication, and that is you're traveling internationally, working remotely. But you, I'm hoping you have some U.S. domicile somewhere. When you're talking with an independent agent, you want to talk about it in terms of what your U.S. base is, but that you right now are on an extended vacation overseas and then see what they can actually quote you for a liability policy, an umbrella policy. It is possible that you may find you can get liability coverage in an annual travel policy. There are a number of sellers of international travel policies that cover people for a year at a time and will cover for some health-related things, and will potentially cover you for liability claims that may come your way while you are outside the United States. I would say that having both of those things, trying to find an independent agent wherever, hopefully you do have a domicile somewhere in the United States, that's like a legally established residency, that an independent agent where that is should be able, I hope, to have enough experience and knowledge to come up with a way to quote you an umbrella policy. But in addition to that, I want you to look at these annual travel policies that can be very skinny or very comprehensive to provide coverages for things that you're now exposed to or for. How cool, though, that they sold everything and they're, they're working remotely around the world. I was reading uh, an article recently about how many Americans are in this diaspora, if you will, who are living other places for unknown extended periods of time. The coast of Costa Rica has become a very popular place for Americans to live who are living and working for an undetermined period of time. 
is one place. There are places in Mexico, even with the safety issues right now in Mexico, there are a lot of Americans and always have been doing that in Mexico. Another country is Portugal, where a very large number of Americans are living now and able to work overseas because of the availability of remote work. One of my favorite guilty pleasure shows is called House Hunters International. People are either trying to buy or rent. A lot of times they're just renting because they're living overseas. And there's a lot of people like this. And there are a lot of people going to Asian countries and doing this. I've seen recent ones in Vietnam. I just love seeing what I real estate costs. I forgot Vietnam. Vietnam's in. Yeah. There's one Thailand. of these I mean, there's, there, it's so, I love seeing real estate around the world and what it costs. It's like mine candy for me. Super fun. Okay. Katie in and Florida. And where's the biggest bargain real estate you've seen on uh, probably Asia, like you can get All so much Asia. for your money. I can't remember specifically, but. So which one, which Asian country are you going to? Are you going to Indonesia, to Bali? I don't know. Can I do the podcast from there? I could. You certainly could. <laughs> okay, Katie. We just have AI standing here in your place. Okay, that'll work. Katie in Florida says, I generally contribute the maximum to my Roth IRA for the first week in January to get the biggest benefit. However, I'm in line for a promotion at work that if received will bump me just over the income cap to contribute to a Roth. I won't find out about the promotion until February or March. The current occupant doesn't retire until February 1st. Should I hold off on my contribution until I know what my income will be? I could temporarily keep the funds in my high-yield savings account. And what happens if I contribute in January and then my salary bumps me over the cap? If I'm not able to contribute to the Roth, should I put these funds in a traditional IRA? I'm a local government employee with a pension, so I can't contribute to another workplace retirement account. Okay, so first, congratulations on the prospect of your upcoming promotion. Second, I know you're a creature of habit. I can tell by the question. You want to wait to do this until it's clear if the income you're going to earn will put you over the limit to do a Roth. Now, remember, it's based on your adjusted gross income, not your stated paycheck. So even with the promotion, you may still be under the limit. But in this case, it's better to do what you said Leave the money in simple savings in your high-yield savings account. Wait to find out if, when the dust clears, if you are still eligible to do the Roth. And if you're not, what I would recommend with that money is that you open an account with Vanguard or Fidelity and put the money in the total stock market index fund at either. At Fidelity, that would be a Fidelity Zero Fund with no management fees at all. At Vanguard, it's so cheap anyway, it's like it has no cost. If you have an account with either of these two behemoths that are both low cost, then wherever you have an account already, I would take the seven grand if you are not eligible Roth and put it in there. Now, you could do something more complicated, which is the non-deductible IRA. Uh, also known as uh, doing the backdoor Roth. You can read a briefing on that and see if it'll fit your situation. You're willing to go through the extra steps to be able to do what's known as the backdoor Roth because even when you're income ineligible, you're still able with a little extra work to do a Roth contribution each year. On Cell in Virginia says, I attended a retirement class and I was introduced to something called the power of zero, particularly life insurance, retirement, investing to avoid tax after retiring. 
I want to hear your advice advice on this before we do anything. I currently have a TSP account and I'm in my early fifties. I hope the food was really good at that retirement seminar. Most expensive free meal anyone can ever have or free snacks. So this has been a long-term pitch and we've had, I'm even going to say the tax code number. We'll get questions from people where I went to this this investing seminar where they talked about IRS code, blah, 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 and tax-free investing that's unlimited. Anyway, the deal is they get you to buy an ultra-high cost, ultra-high commission insurance product. Could be some kind of uh, universal life, most often a variable universal life, occasionally a whole life policy and then what the whole presentation is about is about how you can always avoid tax by building up value in it and borrowing against it rather than taking withdrawals. And then it's tax-free. It is the most crazy, ridiculous, overpriced thing to do. And it's funny because what I just talked about before is so much better an idea doing if you've run out of the opportunity of saving and your retirement account, which I don't know if you're maxing out the incredible Roth TSP. Remember, the Roth TSP is, no gimmicks, tax-free. And the expense ratios in the TSPs are wonderful, probably as little as a hundredth what the cost you have to bear inside one of these insurance thingies pretending to be tax-free. So you could do that, or like I was talking about earlier, you could do a simple index fund, a total stock market where you own little pieces of thousands of companies at little or no cost to own and very favorable capital gains tax treatment on those. But these insurance pitches, they're a big fat lie. And I don't need AI to tell you that. So, by the way, if you're an insurance agent and I just made you really upset and you're calling me all kinds of names, know that where you should go next is Clark.com slash Clark Stinks. And let me have it, how I'm missing the boat, how I'm wrong, how I'm stupid, whatever it is, go to Clark Stinks. keep it brief. The insurance salespeople tend to write like many paragraphs. Oh, I know. I know. I've read some of them. Uh, but now we have our new feature available. It is time for the Clarky of the Day. This is Mike, the professor from Texas. I just wanted to give a shout out to Clark. I've been listening for about five years now, and you become a part of my daily routine. I appreciate the guidance and positive attitude that make it easy to take your message and guidance. You've helped me and my family to become more financially independent and to help others with any questions or guidance that they may have. I'll be a Clarky for life and uh, appreciate Clark, Chris, and the team. Thanks. Thank you very much for that. And if you want to leave us a message, call 404-981-2071. And then we'll play. Maybe your Clarky is the Clarky of the day. And thanks so much. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Remember, we serve you around the clock at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.